This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Fiverr, it's your boy, High Five Tom, and I've got here my good friend, the W-I-L-L Will. Will, how are you on this, this lovely Sunday evening as your boy High Five Tom is unplugging once again, so we're recording like four days early, but Will, how are you, my friend? I'm here. I hope you all thought of me. As you wait at your Thanksgiving dinner, and hopefully didn't treat any retail employees like shit during the week. Yeah, but uh, I'm here. I've got my almond-based holiday nog, trying to get some some festive spirits rumbling. Almond nog, huh? It's called holiday nog. Made with almonds. Made huh? with almond milk. Oh, I do love me some fucking almond milk. Mm. When I keep saying this, but when we get around to the new year, I think I really need to be good about the no dairy stuff. But you know, when you live in Dairy, New Hampshire, it, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a big weight to carry on these broad shoulders. Do do people? Uh... Do people walk into dairy, like, if you're working at the gas station, ask people, like, do you smell the dairy air? Is that thing people ask? Like, tourists and stuff? No, but when I went up to the front of the store today, it reeked of gasoline. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that is not uh, what you constitute dairy air. Um, Did you locate the source of the gasoline smell? Uh, No, they just left the doors open. Well, I'm glad you didn't explode, because that could have gotten very ugly. Did not explode. Uh, I did watch a little bit of wrestling, but before we get into that, Tom, what's up with you? It's been a whole five days since we last spoke. (laughs) Face to face. Well, Will, I have a confession. Well, not a confession to make. I fucked up. You fucked up. Fucked up. Um, I'm you like, fucked up, Aaron. Yeah. Um, so we talked, uh, you know, last episode about how I went to the you know comic book shop and they did have a copy of Deviant, right? Yes. Well, I went back yesterday and said copy was gone. 
So I'm probably going to have to order it on the line. However, to make up for it, to get back in your... They'll probably bring in more. They probably just sold out because that was going to be a mad popular book. Well, they only had one copy. So, Interesting. Yeah. That's that's a bold... Was it like a variant cover? Was that why there was only one? I don't think so. Because like there are some... If you um, like, if you were to find it online, some of them will because there's always an A and a B, and then some variants will have a number. He'll be like a one to like a one hundred. So that means that one is produced for every a hundred A covers. So those cost a little more, and the shops may not have as many. That being said, I don't have a copy of it yet. I heard it's a hell of a read, and a lot of people have a lot of feelings about it, but nobody's speaking openly about it yet because a lot of people haven't read it yet. So, however, though, I did pre-order two, three, and four. There you go. I think it's a four or six issue or maybe it's a five, four or five uh, miniseries, so. Um, yeah, and I'll wait to read them all, but um, since I was in there, Will, I figured, what the fuck? So, Ah. We, 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 got, we, got, we got a V for Vendetta yep. trade paperback and excellent read and you got a copy of The Watchmen so I finally got my copy back here so um, yeah and I just got to track down I'll probably order it He did, they don't have they, the comic books they don't really do like orders or so, like if you order something which I thought was kind of odd um, but whatever so I'm going to so they do and they don't. So a lot of shops would have you um, open what's called a pull box. Yeah. And there's a website. And there's a website where you can set up orders and you can order have them order stuff for you. It's just a little more challenging if you're trying to get older stuff. Yeah. But if there's stuff that's coming out, I mean, at that point, too, you have to be mindful of, like, Order cut off dates and like there's a lot of stuff, and you also have to be aware of is your shop going to be really on top of it? And if something new comes out, are they going to have it when it comes out, or is it going to be like the one I go to, which maybe <laughs> doesn't? Yeah, my guy Steve seems pretty on top of it, but I was like. Well, Mike, can't you order me a copy? Because anyone need a copy of Killing Joke, so. Yeah, the older stuff like that, some, it depends on what, also depends on what they're willing to bring into. Yeah. It might not be, like, and they also might not be able to get, like, just one. I would assume, I mean, you know, Alan Moore doing fucking Batman, I assume he's relatively popular. I mean, they had a whole fucking wall of Batman stuff, so. I mean, there's there's so much Batman stuff. I don't know. And it's all running at the same time. Like, I just got all the issues for an event that happens, that happened across Batman and Catwoman. But then in the Detective Comics series, there's another Batman story that just started. It's like, I can't keep up with all this stuff. I can't, I, a big part of it is I can't afford to. 
if money was no object, I mean, I'd have floor to ceiling. Yeah. Money. I know I should. I should get on the, you know, the, 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 the digital, but I just, I like having the book in my hand. Yeah. I like turning the pages. I, uh, I'm a fan of, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm a, I'm an old school, you know, in my hands kind of thing, but, um, but yeah, and I, uh, my new buddy Doug. Oh yeah, yeah, from arsenicalullaby.com. Um, But yeah, I guess he is not. He didn't win an Eisner, but he is an Eisner nominated though. That's still a big deal. Yeah, he's had a bunch. Because of there's, there are some people who pretty much win every year. Like if you see that they're on the ballot, it's like oh, they're gonna. They're gonna win again, but so to be nominated is still a very big, 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 big deal. Yeah. So, and Arsenic Lullaby is a pretty badass name. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with me. So, cool, cool. I have a, I've got a stack of stuff I'm planning on reading tomorrow. I don't I don't work tomorrow. Which will be spiffy. So I plan on listening to my new record and and reading some some of the backlog. I guess one of the things I'm I'm most excited to read is the second volume of Wolverine versus Predator. Ooh. I haven't loved a lot of I haven't really loved Marvel's output that I've read like as far as like contemporary stuff but this is not Marvel it's in association with Marvel so they can use Wolverine but it's being published by Fox or whatever wow. and I'm like alright I, I heard the synopsis, and I'm like, I'll get, I'll give the first issue a whirl. We'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see how. I'm like, this was way better than it had any right to be. So let's see if they keep up the momentum. Yeah. Wolverine versus Predator. Wolverine press, and then I've got Godzilla versus it's Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong. I mean, why why wouldn't you, Will? Why wouldn't you? And I'll probably, uh, I mean, I got all, I have all sorts of stuff. There's so much stuff to read. Maybe it, it's not Ring of Honor content, but if people follow my personal Twitter, maybe I'll just spend all day, like, I'll just make a thread of all the shit that I'm reading that I've, I finally had a chance to dig through. Yeah, it's, uh. So much stuff. Yeah, there's, a. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Well, these well two out of the three last Dark Tower books that I got, um, are seven hundred plus. But that's the last five hundred plus page books I've got for a while. Thank you. So I should be able to catch up at least volume wise. So, 
I don't think I could get through a 700-page book at this point. I really don't think I could. That that that'd be too much for me. I don't know. Will, where's a will? Where's a well? Pardon the pun here, but where's a will? There's a way. Will I'm sure you could. It would take me a very long time. Well, you know, I do that. That you know, that hundred day challenge where I have my fifteen daily stupid slash goals thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, unless I'm one of them just reading ten pages a day. You know, and I, I mean, I, I admittedly I often exceed that, but I mean, it's a good start place to start, but. Yeah, but uh, the nice thing about this Stephen King book, the the fifth book, though, is it's got some illustrations in it, which is kind of cool. oh breaks it up a little bit. Yeah, so it's like wow, so it's kind of cool to see like some of his characters come to life. So when we were talking about Stranger Things, um, in pre production, and uh, I think the Duffer brothers are, oh no, Mike Flanagan's doing. The Dark Tower, because that Dark Tower movie is dog shit. I mean, they compressed. That's what I heard. Kind of a kind of a bummer, considering that they got Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba, two of my personal favorites. Um, you know, but I mean, they they compressed four thousand pages into an hour and a half. So, and it'd be interesting after I read this to go back and watch and see how much worse it is. Um, and uh, shout out to Matthew McConaughey. I just uh, re I haven't watched this movie in a while. One of my favorites, though, A Time to Kill. Have you ever seen that? Nope. It's fucking heavy. Um, it's really his breakout role because he kind of really got type- typecast there for a little while. But it's an uh, uh, adaptation of a John Grisham book. So, but yeah, it's uh, Samuel Jackson. And goddamn, it's tough. I, you know, I try to separate the art from the artist, but it's tough watching Kevin Spacey in anything nowadays. Well, kind of a similar thing. We were, uh, we went to the movies the other night, and we watched. We she wanted to see Priscilla, which is the it's an A twenty four film, and it's an adaptation of the book that Priscilla Presley. Row. Okay. So there's a lot of uncomfy stuff. A lot of stuff where it's like, even with it being back in the 40s, this still should have probably been a red flag to somebody. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah, because she was young when they got married, right? They didn't get married until she was 18, but he met her when she was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uncomfy stuff. I'd say if you really want to see it, go ahead and see it. It didn't do a whole lot for me. Mostly just because it kind of felt like it just it went through and then it just ended. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't really feel like there was a... You know what I mean? It, you didn't feel like you had an end. It's like, ah, oh, like a satisfactory end. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's where the book ends. Hmm. But it looked really good. Had a great soundtrack. Was there a lot of non-Elvis music in there? The soundtrack was mostly not Elvis music, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, 
one of my favorite parts was the trailers because you see all the other A24 movies that are coming out. Stuff like Argyle looks like a lot of fun. New Nick Cage one coming out called Dream Scenario. That looks like a, a nice, weird Nick Cage A24 jaunt. And uh, a trailer for the Iron Claw. Hmm. So, A24, is that a studio then? A24 is a studio. They do a lot of horror stuff. Like, they did Hereditary and Midsummer. Um, they did a movie called It Comes at Night. But they, they did Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie. And they did uh, Everything, Anything, every, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That's a good movie. That was a very good movie. That I was that, like... The, what the, the fuck am I watching? The, all the best ways. Sorry. The <laughs> raccoon was my favorite part where she's, she's remembering Ratatouille, but it's for the raccoon. And they go to like that universe. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. That I, I, yeah. But very excited for the Iron Claw. That's funny that you mentioned Uncut Gems. Did you like that? Did you see that movie? I haven't. I know a lot of people liked it though. I heard it was really good. Really? Oh, I couldn't stand it. It was maybe it was just too frenetic for me. Um, it's just definitely one of those movies where you're just you know you're stressed out the entire time. I think that's why I didn't really like the Lord of the Rings the first time I watched it, which is the only time right now. But because it's so like it's two and a half hours and you're just you know stressed the entire time. If that makes sense, but. A24 movies are mostly on the longer side. I mean, I it comes at night. It comes at night was surprisingly short for an A24 movie. That yeah, was about like an hour and a half. But like, I got no problem with a long movie. I mean, I've I just well, I watched Scarface three times in a row if I need to. But um, have you ever seen Midsummer's Night? Have I ever seen a Midsummer's Night? Yeah, or is that what it's called? Right? Are you talking about Midsummer? The it's just Midsummer. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. I did. I didn't like it as much as Hereditary. It looked really nice, but I just didn't enjoy the movie overall as much. Like I got what they were going with. Like I got like kind of like like what they were aiming for, but it just didn't didn't land with me like Hereditary did. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I do like the because it's basically just a horror movie set like in the middle of the day, right? Like, like a lot of it is out in the open, and there's a lot of kind of context clues that are like there's stuff in the background or like stuff that they like pan across, and then you're like, oh, it's that they're doing like you're, and but there's some stuff where like it's like I don't know why this was in the movie. Like, this isn't really, feel like, really thought out, like, why it's here, or if it was, like, it got chopped up, and... Yeah, because it's... Getting into the, oh, you gotta see the director's cut. It's like, I don't want to have to see a director's cut. I should just be able to see the movie. Because it doesn't take place in, like, Finland or something like that? Um... Something like that. A lot of people really liked it. It, I liked it. Not enough to be like, you know, I can't wait to watch it again. 
Now, hmm. I wonder if in Tierra del Fuego, which is the southern tip of South America, I wonder if they have 12 or if they have, you know, 24 hour days and 24 hour nights. That's far south enough, I wonder. Really random, I know. Well, I mean, we're we're not too far removed from the the Halloween time, so there's been a lot of people still talking about like vampire stuff. People talking about thirty days of night, which it's pretty cool. And again, like the idea of like vampires, Alaska, you know, it, there is no daytime. Like, why wouldn't vampires strike when there's no daylight? Yeah, well, I mean, I a review of that on uh, one of my new favorite podcasts, show to In Madness Podcast, hopefully uh, get some synergy with those guys. But, yeah, that's a very – I mean, it just makes sense. Like, yeah, besides the cold, but, I mean, I don't think vampires give a fuck about cold. Well, I think they're already cold. They're dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think – Tierra del Fuego is the furthest point south. It doesn't look like it, because right now they're uh, 16 hours, so. Yeah, because when I was in Ecuador, we were at the equator, so it was literally 12 hours every day. Six to six every day of the year. That would just be really weird. Yeah, so their longest day of the year is only 17 hours, and then shortest day is six hours. So, but still, that's a lot. So you, yep. like 30, you like 30 days a night, huh? I got, I got some issues with the ending. I think the ending gets a little, a little goofy. Another one that was brought up, um, somebody talked about, uh, was it Daybreakers, the Ethan Hawke one? Hmm. That'd be something worth going back to watch because I saw it again. I watched it one time years ago. Watch Vampires are cool, bro. Yeah, you know. Well, and it's funny. I think I think we brought this up, but, you know, when Faith and I were on our road trip, we did buy a um, hard copy of Dracula, which is supposed to be actually a really good book. I need to read Dracula still. And uh, Faith loves no. Frankenstein. I have to actually. I have to actually read that too. I have the Junji Ito adaptation, which is very cool, but I've not read the the Mary Shelley. I actually just I back the campaign for it's over, but uh, comic book couples counseling interviewed these guys who did a version. Of Dracula, and they kind of rebelled against like the the Francis Ford Coppola film version. Yeah, they really loves to like it's nothing like what he's like in the book. Like, and he's like and the thing is, if you read Dracula, Dracula is barely in the book like at all. He says like two things in the entire book, and it's all just like people talking about the other stuff. So they they wanted to make a series that was more based around like him being a scary evil son of a bitch and not oh my love for you has gone across ages <laughs> which I gotta say Gary Gary Oldman was the best thing in that movie I mean Keanu Reeves was, was not 
Yeah. I mean, Keanu's redeemed himself since, so. I did pop, though, when I got to the one part that drive-by sampled for a cream pie vending machine. Hmm. Wow, so the vampires even attack people in their homes in this movie? What's that? So the vampires even attack in the homes in this 30 days a night? Yes. Oh, now that changes things. Right, it's not the, oh, I gotta be invited in. Ooh. What's funny, yeah, Faith and I, uh, I showed Faith Lost Boys the other day. We haven't finished it yet, but she really liked it. That's the problem with California. All the fucking vampires. I mean, that obviously that movie's a little bit more nostalgic for me, obviously, because it's right in my wheelhouse, but... I was really excited for... There's a newer one called The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and I really wanted to see it, and I saw it was available to rent online. It was 25 bucks. Oh, to run a line, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. To rent? <laughs> Jesus, can he at least rent it for 20 years? Oh, Sam Raimi did this. Okay, that makes sense. So it's another graphic novel, too, huh? It is. I haven't read it, and I haven't seen 30 Days of Night, too. Dark Days or something like that? It is available to rent, but again, it's like, oh, do I want to pay money for it? I don't know. I didn't love the ending. It's one of those movies where I love everything except the ending. Does it spoil a movie for you? No, because I feel like I watch, there's plenty of stuff I go back and watch where if there's parts I don't like, but I'll, if I like enough of it, like I'll still... I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer knowing because you also feel like when you talk to people about it, right? And they're like, oh, well, is it good? It's like, yeah, except for I didn't like the ending. <laughs> mm. But I mean, as somebody who's been an, uh, I guess I would say I'm still an avid reader, but like the amount of books where it's like, this was a really good book until the ending. <laughs> that sucks when that happens. I kind of felt that way about Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Really? I thought the book was really good. Didn't love where they went with the ending. That's why a lot of people say that Blade Runner is a better version of it than the, the source material. So, real quick, Will. Um, ben Foster is also in uh, 30 Days of Night. Uh, but Ben Foster was also in The Punisher. That um, this is some very good synergy here. I couldn't have planned this by fucking Ben time. Foster. Ben Foster. He was was he, he the lead guy in he, Thirty Days a Night? Possibly. You just have him listed here as the stranger. Oh, he's the stranger. Josh Hartnett was well. Josh Hartnett. I don't know if it's because he's that's right. He's the lead. So yeah, the stranger is a. Uh, he's locked up. Pretty, well, he was pretty much like the thrall that like that gave the the vampires their their in. Okay. Uh, Chico got half, but I gave Smokey's hawker food. 
You don't necessarily have to whisper. I mean, we're recording. Hi, Faith. Will and I do. It's our podcast. We do whatever the hell we want. Um, but Will, yeah, Ben Foster was also a very main character in The Punisher, which you can hear a review of The Punisher that your boy here, High Five Tom, did with former guest and friend of the show, often que- submitter of Questions of Dishonor, uh, Mr. Eric Freed's dropping, actually, it dropped today. So we recorded it, and Eric's not fucking around, and it dropped today, so. Uh, literally, Will, I could not have planned that synergy enter better. And so Marlo, who's Marlo? Is Marlo like the head vampire or something? He's the big bad vampire, yeah. That's very interesting, Will. Because I'm pretty sure that's based on um, Salem's Lot, the main character, main vampire in that movie. (laughs) By Stephen King. You okay, Chico? Um, His name was Barlow instead of Marlo. Was he eating? I admittedly have not read or seen Salem's Lot. I haven't seen the movie yet. It came out in nineteen seventy eight. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I've got uh, I've got penitentiary, or penitentiary uh, Pet Cemetery, and uh, Cujo are both on Tubi. I think. It's a lot of great stuff on Tubi. Yeah, let me look if I got I got those saved up. No, it's on HBO Max. But actually, speaking of Tubi, Misery's on there. So I got that queued up. I just got to make sure I watch it by the end of the month. So that's some crazy synergy there. Well, I never would have guessed that. I never finished reading Misery. I started reading it. You know, it's like with that and... Because I remember I watched the the pets the original Pet Cemetery movie... <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Um, If I was a professional, I would have muted my microphone, but... Yeah, whatever. We're we're a little rough and ready here. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I watched the original Pet Cemetery, and that movie scared the shit out of me. It's got a lot of of scary shit in there. Because one of those things, like, it's not necessarily that it could happen, but it could happen, if that makes sense. Like, it's not ultra-supernatural, you know what I mean? Well, it's like the lengths you would go, right, to know that even if, like... Because he sees what happens with his kid, and he's like, I'm going to bury my wife. It's like, buddy, don't do it. Sorry, (laughs) spoiler alert for something that came out, like, 40 years ago. (laughs) Well, I was 89, I think, but yeah, so... But I'm like, do I... Like, 50 years ago, okay. (laughs) I don't know if I... Um, I don't know if I need to read... I yeah, it's true. I mean, Faith was born in 89. Oh, then that's my favorite year then. Thanks, <laughs> Will. Um, yeah, that's So, yeah, I don't know if I want to read the book first or I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, Will, I mean, this is a Ring of Honor Reverie podcast. And uh, listen, if people. If people are in the Shining Wizards Discord, which by the time this comes out, happy 12 years, Shining Wizards Network, yeah. the Shining Wizards podcast. Tomorrow's recording. Uh, a week ago, is, this drops. Uh, God, I already gave, in the Ring of Honor channel, I already gave Tom my resignation. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm resigning this podcast by the time we hit 
I will cover Death Before Dishonor 2022 because I was there. Or no, not 2022. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 2022. Because I was there. But, Tom, it it just keeps getting worse. You know, Will, I think uh, I think we're going to have a hard time. I keep time. waiting. I keep hoping to – like, I'm not – like, my, my ears perked up a bit when Eddie Kingston got – when Eddie Kingston got the belt. I'm like, ooh, okay. Maybe this is a step in the right direction. And now – not not feeling it. They just hired apparently Ronda Rousey for a Ring of Honor. Not 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 happy about that at all. Yeah, I like Ronda Rousey. I do not. But um, yeah, so just just uh, you know some some sad news on a programming note. Uh, like Will just alluded to, um, this podcast will be ending uh, December of two thousand thirty one. Uh, when the final final battle happened, uh, we may do. We'll discuss this in eight and a half years when we come to it. We may do the will show that will was at death before dishonor. Um, but yeah, this is probably going to come to a hard end here at the end uh, as we roll into twenty thirty two. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, The Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports, entertainment, broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less.
up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Yeah, so like I said, yeah, unfortunately, uh, this will all good things must come to an end. Uh, but will maybe we'll do your death before us honor, twenty twenty two. But we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge. So high fivers, uh, make sure you get those questions of dishonor in because, like I said, we've got a hard stop date on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, but speaking of questions of dishonor, will you know we are recording a little early, and your boy high five time forgot to put it out into the universe. We're recording early, so we just have Brundance. And, Brundin, I did remember your question this week. Um, sorry, I forgot. I hope so. It's the only one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been kicked in the head a lot, you know. So, um, as I'm delaying here, waiting for the for the special effect here from Will. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm not ready. <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have it ready. Dun, dun, dun. Um... You know, and actually, this this is a pretty good timed, uh, you know, te- you know, question in, in general. Um, you know, we'll kind of get to that here in a couple seconds. Obviously, as this drops, it'll be a couple days after Thanksgiving. You know, and, and not to be this guy. Um, but you know, make sure you are. You know, you are thankful. You know, you don't just have to be thankful one week out of the year. Um, but that's not strain itself. But but Brun's got a question, you know. Well, this didn't take long. Let's do the Thanksgiving theme. What are you gentlemen thankful for in Ring of Honor 2013? Also in the current crop of wrestling, and also hell in or also hell in life in general. Um, and as this is our hundredth episode, um, this is probably a decent time to do a little bit of reflecting, Will. Um, you know, it's crazy to think, yeah, we've done this a uh, hundred times. Actually, a little bit more, obviously, with the bonus episodes. But you know, I know, I know, you've missed two, so this is technically your ninety-eighth episode. But for all intents and purposes, so. Um, but what Brendan's answer is? Uh, here it is, boys. Two thousand thirteen. 
thankful for uh thank you for the thankful for the Jay Briscoe making it to the next level, the rise of Adam Cole and the appearance of Adam Page. Uh that's a good call. Yeah, I said Adam Page getting a pretty decent push here in 2013. Uh today's wrestling. Uh how much accessible amazing wrestling there is out there these days. And also the fact I can walk six blocks and see people like the War Dogs, Alex Shelley, Mike Bailey, and Maven in life. And I'm assuming or in Maven. And then in life, um, the generic health of people I care about, I'm assuming you probably meant general, uh, goddamn autocorrect. Uh, the general health of people I care about for another year, and also that I have people everywhere that I can share common interest with, like music, wrestling, books, and so on. And without the Wizards, of course, this doesn't happen. Thanks for having me on the hanger on as the hanger on third man of this podcast, LOL. So, Will. 2013, Ring of Honor. What are you thankful for? It's almost over. <laughs> wow. It's, it's it's coming on strong here towards the end, though. Yeah, I just... Uh, I made... can't wait to talk about the SmackDown legend that we saw oh. in Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. I forgot to text you about the, that. The start, of, the start of 2013, you know, there was no fighting February. I don't, I don't think anything was necessarily as bad as fighting February, but it was just we've had a lot, and I've already corrected, but a lot of here's a live event, your TV is just this live event chopped up into four pieces. Yeah, which we're going to get again, but, but with some twists. Um. So I think... It kind of just goes into like the show. It's it's really cool to see the people that you like before they were the people that you like. Yeah. Like the amount of times this year that we've we've sent each other a text been like, wait till you watch the episode and you see who's on there. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when when we get to this week's and I heard because uh, I watched TV first and I heard this is what we're opening with, I'm like no fucking way. Yeah. Um, and I hint someone that's also kicked my ass in DDP yoga. And uh, you will laugh even more as we get into, into that match. Um, yeah, 2000, I mean, 2013 kind of started off a little bit. Eh. Um, I think they were definitely obviously hampered by, you know, the, the Jay Briscoe uh, injury. You know, they did not recover probably as quickly as they, as they should have. Um yeah, I mean, I'm really thankful. Like you said, well, I mean, well, there's two people. Um, one you may not be as familiar with as I am. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise. But yeah, and then one. But I I mean, listen, I mean, obviously, you know, Vinny Marsalia, we've seen, well, ACH, the rise of ACH. You know, I thought when ACH showed up at the end of 2012, it's going to be like a one thing. But, you know, he's right in the thick of fucking, you know, storylines here. And obviously he's on this card. Uh, it's great to see ACH. Um you know, like Hanson and Rowe, you know, really, really kind of looking forward to the, the development. You know, obviously, we had the benefit of foresight, what's going to happen here. And then not too distant future, Will, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, and I do want to say that uh, my two picks for the breakout stars of 2013 are looking pretty solid. Um, you know, I picked Matt Taven and I picked Silas Young, so... Um, 
you know, and honestly, if I want to get all sappy and everything, you just, uh, I'm thankful that Ring of Honor 2013 existed, so it gives uh, me and you an excuse to talk over Zoom every week. Right, because you can't quite have Ring of Honor 2014 without Ring of Honor 2013. I, I mean, you could, but it would kind of break up the, you know, the flow of the show. But, I mean, if if 2013, you know, if Jim Cornette, you know, or if or you want to go storyline, if Steve Carino had gotten his wish and set Kevin Cena on fire and Ring of Honor, you know, we wouldn't have... We'd have to pivot and do something else, and I don't know if I'd want to. We'd have to be like a, an MLW revelry, or a. It doesn't have the same. Doesn't have the same. You know, the same. It's a uh, alliteration. Yeah, that's the problem. That's kind of the problem when you uh, you build the name around the. Yeah. But uh, I mean, we do have a good another eight years of content to go yet, so. Um, but, uh, for, and for current wrestling, you know, and like Brendan said, I mean, I said this, you know, in my, my good cop, bad cop moment, uh, for the good cop by a cop wrestling podcast, just, you know, um, there's so much, and there's so much easy access to all kinds of fucking wrestling. Um, you know, I, I, I've talked at length, you know, I don't really watch a lot of current wrestling, unfortunately, right now, unfortunately, AEW has kind of soiled on me. Uh, just for the simple fact, it is not the alternative I wanted it to be. But hey, I mean, I get it. Uh, at the end of the day, the kind of wrestling that I like and you know will like and a lot of our elk is pretty niche. You know, it's not really palatable to the to the masses. So I can understand why AEW not want to go that route. But you know, but uh, everything I've heard, I've not watched yet. But everything I've heard, though, this sort of hangman match is one for the ages. So. Uh, kudos to both those guys. Um, yeah, and I will be watching that. But I mean, I, I am been watching. I'm a little bit behind. I'm actually a lot behind on New Japan Pro Wrestling. But uh, I think you know, for current wrestling, I'm just thankful that you know my boys Alex, you know JCB, and uh, Big Dick Brett, all former guests of this show, um, just really kind of honing me on Japanese wrestling. I'm really liking the in reaction I'm seeing right now. So, Bone Soldiers back. So. You know, um, a lot of good, let's say, and like I talked about in the, in the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, um, you know, I mentioned this last week, there's literally 23 shows within six hours of me here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this weekend. Um, I mean, that's, that's accessibility. Yeah. Depending. I don't, I don't know how, how easy that trip would be, you know, on the sprawling plains of the Midwest. Yeah. I've driven further for less, you know, so. Um, and like and like I said, I mean, not all these shows are great. Um, some might be downright horrible, but just the fact that they're there and there's people running shows, there's people, you know, going to these shows. You know, there's people working these shows, and that's and people are being entertained. So, yeah, I kind of bulgar that. But will do you have uh, anything you're grateful for when it comes to the, to the raffles? For contemporary stuff, I think the big thing to to just kind of jump on what I said was and it is it's the accessibility I mean you can just you can find promotions on YouTube you can find you can throw in like an IWTV and just like catch something there's some promotions that just stream reruns of their shows on like Twitch channels yeah 
I mean, you want to talk about, like, it's not Ring of Honor, I mean, obviously, you know, com or whatever, but, like, you look at Impact Wrestling, and they just finally kind of threw up their hands, like, you know what? YouTube. We're just going to put out our show on YouTube. Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody can get to YouTube. That means everybody can watch Impact Wrestling. Wait, is there weekly TV going on YouTube now? It has been, I think. Oh, so that Osprey-Alexander match is on the YouTube machine, huh? I believe it should be, because I think you can pay... You might have to pay the membership. I don't know if that affects like when stuff's available or whatnot. But I think it's accessibility is the... Then, like, you know, when you, you think about a time, too, where, like, wrestling schools were so, like, so few, so many and reputable, you know, even less. And now that there's so many popping up, like, all around, and they offer, like, the fantasy camps or whatever. So it's like, it gives the opportunity for people who want to dabble and see if maybe they really like it, that they, they have that opportunity. Yeah, and, and there's so many people that, you know, they they do it for a hobby, you know, and uh, or they're just starting out. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Fuck it, you know. Give it. I mean, not everyone's going to make TV, but... All right, let's see here. YouTube. Um... But Will, what are, are what are the things you are grateful for generally in this thing called life? I am thankful for as as whatever as it might sound, it's the people in my life. I do not take for granted how lucky I am that at my age. I have both my parents. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've got two grandparents still alive. You know, like that's. I know a lot of people that don't have any of that. Like, thankful for all the the people I've met through the internet. You know, comic book people, wrestling people, especially. I mean, the I mean, the Shining Wizards podcast started out as. Just a Facebook page that we all commented on. Now there's like a whole community of all us weirdos getting getting the the wizards all riled up. Mike Peterson, I saw a message go across my phone. So this is why people get blocked, and I'm like, oh no, what is happening? <laughs> what did I miss? And it's just Mike Peterson trolling really hard. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, because I saw that at first, too. I was like, oh, shit. And I scrolled up. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, thanks, thanks to the internet, Tom and I made plans to share a hotel room without having ever met each other. Yeah, and neither of us stabbed each other with butcher knives or anything. Neither of us was the serial killer. No. Only one of us figured out the shower, but, you know, it's okay. We're moving on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were two, three episodes in at that time, so. 
Yeah. Um, you know, at Golis and I listen also, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit older than Will and I, you know, both my parents, my mom's doing pretty good. My dad, you know, it's, you know, just turned 83 a couple of days ago. So I'm just, you know, thankful that, uh, I have parents to bitch about and I, I definitely do, you know, um, so that's always nice. So, um, no grandpa. Well, I mean, I had a grandma-in-law that I met, but yeah, unfortunately all my grandparents passed away before I was born, but, um, but yeah, obviously thankful for my better half. She's very, very patient with me. Um, you know, spending a lot of time on these podcasts and everything. So, um, you know, me waking up at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning to go work at the stadium when I probably should spend Sunday fun day with her, but, um, you know, then she, her not yelling at me and her always supporting my, my reading addiction. Um, I always ask her if I read too much and she always punches me in the arm and says, you can never read too, too much. So that's a good thing. And I'm not just saying these things cause she's like five feet away from me either. So. I mean, uh, you're, I mean, if anything, I'll just, if anything, I just look like the asshole cause I didn't say that. Well, you're getting there. I mean, it's a process. Um, you know, the wife, the kids. Yeah, I was going to say the cats. I am very, very thankful. I've got two amazing, healthy cat kitties, you know, that give me more happiness than I ever would have expected. Um, you know, and, and like, you know, Will said, obviously, very thankful to Shining Wizards in that community. And, and like Brendan said, I mean, the three of us all met, you know, through through there and through a combined interest and all the great friends, you know, I, I've made through, you know, wrestling. Uh, no matter how much shit my said dad talks about it, but I mean, you know, I was chatting diesel starts with them. Um, my good friend, Andy, um, you know, my boy, Josh, that I was got ICW with my boy, Jim, you know, uh, the wrestlers I made friends with, uh, my boy, Tristan, um, you know, obviously will here, you know, will and I, it's just a uh, nice talk. I mean, we get talk every week, um, over the wrestlers and other shit, you know, you know, obviously Freed's Peterson, Bauerhausen, who's been to my house. You know, so um lots to be thankful for. You know, um I don't share a lot of private stuff, so I won't get into it. I mean, I could probably do better health wise, but um I at least have the ability to change that. Um, you know, my health issues are are self created and hence can be self corrected. So I'm thankful for that. You know, a lot of people that get sick don't have that option, so thankful for that. Um yeah, if you want to go back, I mean, last year I did my my 200 days of things I'm grateful for. If you want to, you know, so yeah, well, I'm just, yeah, I guess I'm just really grateful that you put up with me every week. So, Tom, you're the one who does all the work. I I show up and get myself kicked out of the Zoom meetings. Yeah, that was uh that was different. Uh, Tom and I've had techn- lots of technical problems tonight. When I say Tom and I, I mean me. Through, through pre-production into the recording process. Yeah. Um, I just... I am not thankful for Xfinity Internet. That's some bullshit, dude. Jesus. Especially for the price you pay. Oh, supposedly tomorrow we're going to go... Uh, go go try to see if we can get that bill reduced. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, thankful in April, will you know, we get to hang out again in the real life, and uh, we'll have a double dates with our, our better halves, and maybe it'll be a triple date if Brandon and his better half can make it. So, 
going to be a good time. Looking forward to seeing Maine. Um, but Will, real quick, we talked about Josh Alexander versus Will Ospreay on YouTube. Full match is on YouTube as of two days ago. Um, guess how many views it's had so far? Three billion. I wish. Three hundred. No, no, it's more than that. Ninety-six thousand. Impact. You know, a lot of people saying Impact might be running the best weekly wrestling program out there. Um. Yeah, this this makes me very happy. I mean, ninety six is it's not a huge number, but it's impact. It's not, you know, the big the the big shows. And you know, once again, this is a this is a very you know niche match. Um, you know, Smarks like me, you, and pretty much everyone that listens to the show are fucking stoked about this. But um, that's awesome. Will Osprey, the newest member of the All Elite. Roster, but he's still wrestling. Why was that and not Ronda Rousey? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So make sure you know that you are uh, subscribed to Impact on YouTube. I uh, yeah. Shit, Trinity versus Sunny Kiss gave me that fucking match every goddamn day. Yeah, we got Will Osprey. I need to set foot in a TNA ring, so. Right. Sorry, he's going to be setting foot in Tony Khan's ring. Our TNA slash Impact whatever, are they, uh... wow, this Impact channel's got a lot of good shit. Holy shit. Members only? I might have to, how much does this possibly remember? How do I join? Yeah. I wonder if this is the old Impact Plus. Sorry, you definitely went on a tangent there, so I will. It's, this is what the people expect. People don't expect us to talk about whatever Night of Chances from Dearborn, Michigan, or whatever the hell it was called. Pursuit. Pursuit, whatever. Trivia Pursuit 3 from <laughs> Dearborn, Michigan. You know, very grateful for Brendan sending, taking time to send us a question every week. And thank you, you know, UTT Rob. I'm sure he'll have some who would be the Pilgrim, who would be the Indians. <laughs> yeah. Is that the ultimate invasion storyline? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired, says Will. Tom, um, it wasn't a submitted it wasn't a submitted question, but what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Um all of them? If you had to pick one. Well, I mean, I really like my mashed potatoes, um, but unfortunately, last year the egg didn't cook good enough, and everyone got sick, so I got kicked out of making mashed potatoes. Um, Wait, the the what didn't cook? 
Uh, egg. Oh, oh, okay. Listen, I know the, I know the olives are the hot debate, but you put eggs in your mashed potatoes. Well, egg, yeah. You put an egg in your mashed. Why do you put an egg in the mashed potatoes? So to moisten them. What kind of fucking weird ass Midwest shit is that? Well, you know, I can call my mom right now and ask her because it's an old family recipe from way before I was born. Yeah, you take that. Never mashed potatoes is my number one too, but I am an egg in the. I've never heard of putting an egg in the mashed potatoes. Yeah, so you you dice up or you you take a um, you mince up a bunch of garlic. You take an egg, you crack, you know, when you mix all the get and you throw it in there, it kind of sticks it all together, and along with your uh, with your cream cheese, and voila. Cream cheese? Yeah. That's probably actually pretty good. It's amazing. So but why the egg instead of just like butter? Gosh. Um, I don't know. I just that's the way my I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look into this. I'm curious now. Should I call my mom and ask her while we're on air? <laughs> Ma, my friend Will wants to know why the hell you put an egg in the mashed potatoes. Okay, hold up here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you really calling your mother? Yeah. Oh, boy. Are you okay with Yeah. We got in a run in here from on the bomb. This is pretty much Tom's calling his mom at 7 in the evening on a Sunday night. Well, it's after the Packer game. Probably calm it down. Well, good afternoon, mother. How are you? Um, so we're currently recording. Can I put you on speaker? I have a question for you about why we put eggs in the mashed potatoes. Do you mind sharing that with everybody on the podcast, or is that can I put you on speaker, or do you just want to tell me? Okay. Congeal. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank, thank you, Mom. So um, all, all the high-fivers will appreciate that info, and I hope you guys had a good time with the game. Yeah, I mean, well, it's going to hurt for a while, so. So, okay. Yeah, and I don't think Faith's going to make it over for laundry today, but maybe tomorrow, so we'll see. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, well, Will and I are going to keep podcasting, but thank you for the great content, and uh, all the high-fivers say thank you for the information. Love you, too. Bye. All right, Will, it's to congeal and thicken the potatoes. And like it's one egg for like five pounds of potatoes. So I'm gonna have to look in I'm gonna have to look into this more. I am I am shook by this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, if I walked into your kitchen, I 
I, I know it'd be rude as fuck, but if I walked into your kitchen where I'm like, Tom, I'll help you out with, with the cooking in here, big guy, and I watched you crack an egg into the mashed potatoes, I would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then you would uh, you would eat said eggs, and you're like, wow, these are the best mashed potatoes I've ever had in my life. Mashed potatoes are my favorite form of potato. Yeah. I just got to get a. I got to get the the ricer to take my mashed potato game to the next level. Mm. Yeah. You got to remember, folks. This is. I know it's too late for Thanksgiving now, but remember, it's cold butter and hot cream. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the trick to the to the whip. Yeah. Um, real quick, so we're going to get a little controversial here, real quick. Um, yeah, I, I love mashed potatoes. Um, yeah, if you guys ever come on, I'll make you some potatoes, so. But yeah, I like the cream and butter. Cold butter, it's got to be cold butter. Cold butter. They say you want to, you want to gradually add your cold butter, and you want to add, the cream's got to be hot, because if you put in the cold cream or the cold milk or whatever, it's going to, it's going to yeah. stiff them. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Are you are you a skin on in the potatoes kind of guy? Or are you a, a skin free? Um, in mashed potatoes. Free mashed potatoes. I like skins off. I'm not a skin on guy. I mean, I will eat a baked. Like if I'm having a baked potato, I'll eat the whole fucking potato. Um, I mean, if there's skins in there, um, I'll eat them. But yeah, I like them nice and creamy and white, and you know, that sounded really horrible, but. Somebody's going to clip that audio. <laughs> yeah, no shit, so. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice talking to you, so. Um, oh, Tom's, Tom's got a great crush. Yeah, I'm not a, a much of a soda fan, but yeah, I got there from the comic book store yesterday. My new friend Steve gave me a can, so. So cream cheese and an egg in the potatoes. Well, I mean, the cream cheese acts just like, you know, your, you know, cream and butter. Do a little sour cream, a little sour cream action mixed into the mashed potatoes. Yeah. So. Little little parmesan regiana. You grate yeah. a little bit of that in there when you're mixing it all together. Um. Yeah. Then Faith makes really good. Um, Hit it with the scallions on top after. Oh. I do love scallions. I mean, it's like a loaded, you know, like a loaded baked potato. That's what I'm talking about. So. I like an, I like so much butter that you can almost see like the the puddle of butter still like going through the potatoes even after you mixed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I do know what you're saying. Well, so what? so I cut you off. Where you wanted to get controversial? What are we getting controversial about? Ah, uh, now we'll hold off. Oh, that's a tease. You have to tune in next week. Well, it's just it's just this, this whole war on Christmas thing that people like to overblow. Oh Jesus! What is that thing? We, haven't even, do? we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> oh. Like, oh my God! You said Happy Holidays, not Merry Christmas. What are you fucking me, 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 me? Fuck off, dickhead! I don't like Christmas. I don't like Christmas either. 
I used to like Christmas, then I worked in retail. Now I hate Christmas. That is a very common answer, actually. Yeah, I said the person that was that posted that I was reading, I was like, yeah, after three years and, you know, working Christmas at Walmart, I'm like, yep. Here's, here's Will's re inside retail food service tip. The best time to get ground beef at the grocery store is the day after Christmas. Because all those nice rib roasts and sirloin strips and tenderloins that got all cut and prepped and never got picked up, guess where those wind up? In the grinder for your 85 quote unquote percent ground beef. Life hacks from our boy W-I-L-L Will. I know how to handle my meat, Tom. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, Will, what would I do without you, my friend? Uh, Tom, cranberry sauce. You like the jelly shit, or do you like the uh, you you like the whole cranberries? Jelly. I'm not a cranberry sauce fan. I mean, I'm okay with it. That's fair. That's fair. You know, as long as there's well, well, I mean, and this is very well known, but keep your fucking beets off my fucking plate, though. You're not not a beets fan. That's right. No, I got heat with the beets. Our, our Thanksgiving spread usually is ham, because because B doesn't really like turkey that much, so we usually just do a ham. Nice. The the mashed potatoes. We do a, we do a Brussels sprout. Ooh, nice. Do some green beans too. Do like a scampi sauce green bean with the white wine and the lemon and the and the, all that jazz. Yeah. Cranberry sauce and we dabble in some stuffing. I didn't really eat stuffing growing up, and then I I had celiac, so I didn't have stuffing for a long time because I couldn't have stuffing. Yeah. So now I can. I love stuffing, but yeah, I mean I love ham too. So, um, I love most of it. So yeah, I mean, listen, I face. I mean, like I said, I mean, one of the reasons we're well, the reason we're recording is because yeah, I'll be out and but yeah, I think it's. Well, I mean, we're one sister, so I think maybe only maybe only thirty five this year for for Thanksgiving. So, but uh, they rented out the church, so we're gonna find out if Tom can walk in the church a little bit, starting on fire. So my uh, my last thing, I'll, my last Thanksgiving question, I'll, I'll hassle you with Tom, is if you're given a pie for dessert, what what's your, what's your go to dessert pie for Thanksgiving? I mean, it, it's tough to. Sake and not anything but pumpkin pie. I mean, I do love myself some pumpkin pie. I, I didn't know if you were a, an apple pie with some of that Wisconsin cheddar cheese on top. You know, that's a weird thing. I don't know. I've never had that yet. I know it's a thing. It is a thing. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it is still technically illegal in the state of Wisconsin to eat that pie without it on it. I don't know if that's a state ordinance or a, a wide, a whole wide, but now I'm just imagining every McDonald's drive-through, slinging those those little apple pies with a big old slice of American cheese on top, <laughs> like it's against the law to serve this without the cheese on it. Let's see here. Let me Google it. Apple pie. But pumpkin pumpkin pie is clutch. Yeah. I don't usually go through 
the hassle of making a crust. So I usually like um, a dessert I like to do is the you like the sweet potato casserole where you you melt all the brown sugar and the marshmallows over the top of it. So real quick, it heralds back to the 17th century when in England traditional fruit pies were first paired with dairy-based accoutrements such as custard and later on cheese. Cheese and fruit go great together. Yeah. Try a baked brie. Or don't, because brie's gross. What? Brie's gross. Not a fan of, of moldy cheeses. The breeze, the blue cheese. Okay, so this is just an urban legend. Okay. I mean, is that a bit hypocritical of me? Because I love Swiss cheese, and I know the holes are caused by the bacteria, but that's different. <laughs> it's not actually molded. Your your Will trivia fact is Will's least favorite cheese of all time is Roquefort. What? Yeah. Cut, cutting that super soft, moldy sheep milk. <laughs> cheese, gross. Can't do it. The worst. Snowball fights are strictly prohibited. Make sure everybody tweets at us and lets us know. Yeah. If you if you got a thanks if you put out a Thanksgiving spread, share a picture. We we wanna we wanna see the spread. We we wanna critique your side dishes or your appetizers. We didn't even touch on appetizers. Yeah. When is uh like would they have they wouldn't have a Thanksgiving in the UK, I would imagine. They probably have something similar. It's probably not the exact same. Much like uh, our Canadian friends, there isn't their Thanksgiving like in the early fall. I think so. Yeah, I was asking you going to ask Freeze that. When you reviewed the Punisher with Freeze, did you ask him if he had listened to the soundtrack? Yes, actually, it was. Uh, he was kind of shocked that um, no, uh, there was no Punisher soundtrack on Spotify. That's a real that's a big bummer. You have to you have to go to the YouTube to find that. Yeah. You have to look up the track list and build it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it's Harvest Festival in September in the United Kingdom. So Rob and everybody over at UTT are uh on taking territory and all your factions. Um what do you guys do? Uh, Matt too let me know over there. Good cop, bad cop, Mr. Matt Willis. Uh, what do you guys do for your uh, your Harvest Festival? And uh, Rob and Dan, this question's more for you guys. What beer are you pairing with it? You know they have a beer sponsorship on their podcast? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty badass. So. We, should, uh, we should try to get a sponsorship. I'm working on it, like doing some advertising and stuff like that. So I did put some feelers out for a theme song too, by the way. So, but we, we, I, I'd read a, I'd read a blue chew read, a manscaped read. Yeah. Well, Will, as we've been talking here uh, for the better part of um, well over two hours, we should probably talk some Ring of Honor, or, or 2013, current to us. 
Uh, I guess. Um, overall, before we dive into it, what was your thoughts of Pursuit Night 1? Um, from Dearborn, you were correct. I thought it was Grand Rapids, so I do apologize. It was Dearborn. Dearborn, Michigan. So are we are we covering the event and then oh. going into to TV for after? Yeah, we're kind of filling the gaps from TV. Because spoiler alert, you you might hear some things brought up more than once. Yeah, but we'll make those repeats quick. It's That's a hot crowd. Yeah, Michigan. crowd Dearborn is hot. They're they're very excited for their their wrestling show. Yeah, um, there we, we go. Steve Carino, Kevin Kelly on the call. And why do they keep like the more they show that power bomb to Adam Cole, the more I fucking cringe. Holy fuck me, run! That was bad. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Will? The the top rope power bomb. Yeah, like the reverse, and then you know how you know. Adam Cole's head's just slammed against the fucking, you know, man. Hey, he uh, he defended the AEW uh, World Championship for like two minutes last night. Wait, he actually got in the ring? He got in the ring. Then MJF made his big heroic return, one thing in after driving the ambulance in. It wasn't good. Worst part of the show. Um, kudos to Britt Baker, though. Um, but that tweet was so funny. Yeah. So he's not unloading the dishwasher, but he can jump in the ring. It's a miracle, people. So good, good, good on you, Britt. So I, I kudos to that one. Um. Well, yeah, and then obviously we're gonna just keep replaying. Then obviously Jay Briscoe with his new belt and everything. But uh, the show starts off at least this show will, uh, which is kind of nice. Jay Briscoe comes out. Uh, he's screaming all kinds of naughty words and everything. Um, he's he's uh, hyping up the crowd. Yeah, and it, it, it fucking worked. Um, you know, it's that because the main event is for a bullshit world title. Um, the whole kit and caboodle, and uh, he does. You know, he says he's he's grateful that he's got a title shot. Uh, you know, in New York City, but he's like, but I ain't in New York City. I'm in Dearborn, Michigan. Goddamn, Dearborn needs a main title or a, a title match too. So he throws out an open challenge. So nice way to get the crowd into it. Good opener. Um, and who answers the call, Tom? Go ahead and tell him. Milwaukee's own Mr. Silas Young. Um, Silas gets on the mic saying, you know, Silas things. Uh, well, actually, he comes out with the microphone. My bad. I uh, calls Jay a bitch. And, just, and he's just like Mark. And boy, we have a match. And uh, obviously, I'm biased here, Will, but I had high hopes for this match going into it. Um, and the three, four minutes we got were fucking great. I mean, you give me Silas and Jay Briscoe beating a piss out of each other for 10, 15 minutes. That's not what we got. Um, you know, start off. Really on, uh, you know, until Silas kicks Kevin Kelly out of his chair, throws a chair in, and uh, while he's distracted, grabs a hammer. Um, I was like, wow, that's aggressive. But Mark comes in, uh, grabs the hammer, um, stops him, and uh, Jay kicks the, you know, the classic, you know, nuts on the on the ropes and gets the pin. 
Um, and I did actually miss this initially on watching the pay-per-view. Uh, but Will, did you notice that uh, when Jay got the pin um, because they didn't have the hammer that uh, Mark used the hammer on the ring post for the on the ring post? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Mark! Like also, also Carino was on fire with the commentary for the show. Yeah, he he really he did a really good job here of toning it down when he needed to, but then ramping it up when he because like we talked about his character work were. Like whenever like Kevin Kelly, it's kind of going across like the whole thing. Like whenever Kevin Kelly brings up like somebody else being on color commentary, he all of a sudden like switches sides. He's like, "What? Why would you do that to me?" It was awesome. Um, you know, there's talk of ding dings. There's uh, all all sorts of great stuff. He he was really good on this show. Yeah. Um, like I said, I had high hopes. Hopefully, we get to run that back. I mean, I don't know about you, Will, but I imagine Silas and Jay. I guess if you gave them 10, 15 minutes, we'd fucking tear the goddamn house down. But yeah, it is, you know, but it's continuing a story. Um, I'm just saying, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Silas Young's involved in a quote unquote main event, you know, storyline. So, yeah. you know, a lot to be thankful there, but, uh, Next, we've got a three-way, and when I first saw this, I was a little irritated, but then, you know, we get a second three-way later, it made a little bit more sense, but Octavarius Thomas versus Cedric Alexander versus Bobby Fish. Um, you know, of course, you know, for typical Ring of Honor, you've got a pay-per-view, no title match. Um, but I, you know, but I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow at uh, Pursuit Night 2, I think it's in Columbus, I think. Um, CNC does get a singles take team shot, right? I think. Yes. Okay. Versus the Red. I love. Not much on TV, but I love every time Eddie Kingston calls him the Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah. I mean, there's no Red Dragon, I mean. but um, And you forget, you know, obviously Tadarius is the local guy. Um, and like Will said, <laughs> this is a little borderline. Now, this is Steve Carino's quote here, not mine. Uh, but that Darius Thomas is a black belt and a cap in your ass karate. <laughs> I was watching this. I just worked, you know, I spent 10 hours working in front of my computer and I heard that and I almost fell out of my chair. Um, you know, and he does mention here that Cedric and Roddy are very similar, uh, that both these guys can switch gears on a fucking dime. Um, That's high praise. Yeah. You know, a couple spots in the match, obviously, there's that moonsault against the barricade again. Um, Cedric fucking nailed a knee to Tadarius that I don't think he was expecting. Um, but in the end, uh, oh, yeah, so um, Cedric does the, the kick or kick off the ropes into a gut buster. Uh, to Darius and gets the pin. Um, great action, but honestly, Will, I, once again, I wish these guys would have got five more minutes. Great chemistry with all three of them. Let's say it's tough to do in a three-way. I mean, they, they do wrestle each other every week. Yeah. You know, but I mean, not necessarily this combination, but yeah, obviously the, the tag team division. Toronto Brothers, where are you? Um but all in all, listen, I didn't have a lot of notes on this match because I was just kind of sitting back and enjoying it, but uh, I enjoyed it. 
Yes, but I admittedly, I was scrambling to make sure I got the event watched. So I did watch this on two speed. So I missed some of the the chit chat of like if the match had like stipulations and stuff like that. I mean, it was a fine match. I mean, it's what you would expect from 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 those three guys. Not to say that it was boring or whatever, but I mean, you know, it's. Yeah, it's like the last match. The expectation is there based on who's in it. Yeah, um, and obviously a little bit, a bit of a spoiler alert. So obviously ACH Caprice and Kyle O'Reilly will also be having a similar match. So that kind of took a little bit of the sting off a little bit. Um, you know, so the next will uh, our next match, uh, Matt Taven versus Zach Gowan. Wow. Zach motherfucking Gowan. Um, and also spoiler, well, this is actually the first match on our TV episode this week. So I watched TV first, not knowing that. And I was like, wait, what wait, what the fuck is this? Yep. I was out walk I was out walking around and I had it in my headphones. And when it's like we're gonna open this up and they said Zach Gowan, I'm like, there's no way they're like, Oh, he lost his leg. Cancer, I'm like, no shit. Yeah. Zach Gowan, for so just to refresh everybody, this is the, the kid with one leg that Brock Lesnar fucking killed for like a year. Yeah. Um you know, and uh and let's say I alluded earlier that someone that whips my ass in DDP, but yeah, Zach Gowan's got a bunch of workouts on the DDPY um app. And uh dude kicks my ass. You know, um, I mean, all bullshit aside, his his story is very um, inspirational, obviously. You know, it's uh, I mean, he lost his leg as a young kid to cancer. Um, you know, so and he says, luckily enough, that it happened young enough for, you know, he doesn't really remember, you know, having two legs to miss. Right. Him. It's not like when you have to learn how to deal with it later. Um. And he, and he says, I'm very lucky for that. I mean, just just that kind of perspective. Um, you know, and besides that, I mean, Zach went through a lot of – I've got a, Zach, a Finding Zach Gowan DVD. I haven't watched yet, but I've heard a story a couple times. But, I mean, um, for obvious reasons, he's really um, gone through a lot of self-hatred, you know, in his younger life, uh, a lot of drugs and alcohol, you know, especially with, with the, you know, that SmackDown check. You know, he said he did not handle that very well and did not become the person he wanted to. So, um, and honestly, well, I think this might be my first Zach Allen match I've ever seen. Uh, see, I I was getting the flashbacks of Lesnar doing terrible things to this poor kid. Yeah. Um, but very cool to see Zach Gowan in a Ring of Honor ring. He comes down to the ring, crutches. Steve Carino says he's not he's not he's not gonna say anything. He's gonna be good. That last all of what fifteen seconds? Like th- three minutes. Yeah, I got my notes here. Insert Carino joke here. So um but if I'm Wrestling, not Wrestling the, the the House of Truth. So if I'm not mistaken, so um they got a lot of local guys on this show. Because uh, Gowan, I guess, is from Michigan. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he actually trained at the House of Truth. 
I could be wrong about that, uh, but I think so. I didn't get a chance to. Um, to well, Truth Martini had some not so nice things to say about the young, the young kid later, but you know, you know, Tom, I I watched uh, AW Full Gear last night, and MJF only had one leg too. Yeah, but uh, Will, like Will says, uh, he pulled off um, Truth Martinez, you know, called him handy capable. And he's like, you know, what's the difference between you and Matt Taven? You know, or the only difference between you and Matt Taven is you get a better parking spot. That classic joke, bro. Well, Will, I mean, you can go. He sure can. I mean, we got dives, we got fucking leg drops, we got fucking moonsaults, even a fucking leg submission. Yeah. Um, you know, and that one even survived a shit ton of interference. Like, I mean, there's a couple points like, okay, there's the interference, here's the match. No. You know, um, he even hit his finisher at one point, but obviously, you know, the ref's distracted. Um, yeah, and then in the end, obviously, Scarlet interference, surprise, 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 but uh, Taven with that wicked DDT. Um, and after that, they want to brain him with a crutch, and then Ciampa makes a save. Uh, says down his heart, and he should... Um, He's everything that Ring of Honor should be. Um, calls Truth Willy Wonka. Calls my table Paula Shore. And then he calls Scarlet a crackhead Woody Woodpecker. Um, and then he calls Octavia. He's like, I know I got my shot at final battle, but I want, you know, I want my title shot right now. Obviously, Matt taking Taven to clients because, I mean, why wouldn't you? It's not an intense match. I'm just guys ass kicked by one dude. One legged dude. Um, Will, any thoughts on this match? And may best. No, I I do get a little bit of a laugh over the the Polly Shore chance. Yeah. And Truth Martini kind of rolling with them, being like, I can't believe Polly Shore is still this over at this point. Like, but great performance by Zach Gowan. Yeah. Um, very nostalgic. Um, another fun fact is. He was in, there's a series of kind of goofy slasher movies called Hatchet. And he's in one of the later ones, and he's credited as one-legged cop. You know, life gives you lemons. So. Because, the, 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 because the bad guy cuts off one of their legs, so they call him one-legged cop. That's classic. Well, um, Will, our next match, which, well, is a spoiler alert um, for the same episode here, but uh, Eddie Edwards versus Jay Lethal, which will be our TV main event. Um, I only heard one or two times during this event them alluding to two TV. I might have wished it because, like I said, I, I crammed this in last night after working all day um, at two speed. Um, but Will, they, so they mentioned TV. They mentioned uh, a couple times where stuff is like the start of the hour and when stuff is the end of the hour or like the main event. Okay. Um, but Will, I know you hate Jay Lethal, but he looked really good in this match. Um, yeah. I mean, you forget sometimes and with, with all the, the gimmicks and everything, he's kind of gotten a little bit lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, but Jay can go, and Eddie's a great dance partner for him. 
You know, I mean, we always say Eddie can Eddie can give a, a take a great fucking ass whooping, and he did this one. You know, and you know Kevin Kelly and Carino talking up, uh, playing up Eddie. You know, coming back from yeah, it's, it's 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 one of the the bits too, right? Because he's dogging Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards, and Kevin Kelly's like, oh, you know, uh, Bobby Fish had a lot of the same things to say, and he's like. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, and Bobby Fish was on color commentary. He did really well. He's like, Bobby Fish shouldn't be saying anything about either of these guys. They were former world champions. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, so Steve Carino turns face and heel more than the big show. Yeah. Um, and uh, Carino keeps talking about his 79 tours of Japan. Um, is that correct? I have no idea. I mean, it's possible. It's a lot of tours. That's been a lot, though. Um, but, yeah, in the end, uh, a lot of frenetic false finishes towards the end. Um, I don't really have a lot of notes on the match per se, but uh, as always, Eddie Edwards does that, that pin into a one-legged um, crab the best on anybody. Like, he makes it look like he's really trying to pin, not to get him in the submission. Uh, but in the end, Will... Jay Lethal hits an injection kind of out of nowhere. And, like, you know what? He didn't announce it. He didn't stop. He didn't pause. But guess what, Will? It got him the win. Weird. Got him the win. You know, it's – the lethal injection is a is a pretty strong move. You don't see a whole lot of kickouts if he actually connects with it. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he hit it, and like I said, kind of, kind of out of nowhere. Um, stand, standing ovation from the crowd. Um Really great match, you know. Um, probably match of the night, just because I think uh, later on um, somebody's a little, still a little, little lackadaisical. But um, what'd you think, Will? This was a really solid match. It's a very, very good match. Um, It, it seems like such a cop-out to just keep saying with all these matches, like, well, you look at who's in the match, you know you're going to – I mean, like, it's it's Eddie Edwards, Jay Lethal. I mean, it's two impeccable talents. Yeah. Um. And the great stuff on commentary. but And as Tom said, this – it was announced, this is your, your TV main event. Yeah. So we will be going – um, a little bit more, uh, a little bit, a little bit later on here, but, uh, but next will, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the team Zane, um, versus RD Evans. I recognize the name. Impact's probably the m- most popular place you'd see him. Yeah. Cause is he, is he Rohit? Yep. Rohit Raju. Um, very skinny. He he is very skinny here. He I mean he's taking on you know a true heavyweight of the business. Um but uh the mocha skinned mammoth manimal, uh former guest of the Brain Buster Boys podcast, too, by the way. Not that I helped set that out, but I kinda did. Um Will, if you had to guess, how old do you think Will he slash King Zane was in this match? In this match, he's probably like 29. Okay. Pretty sure he's 32. Oh, 
just doesn't age. He is so underrated. He is really good at everything he does. I only threw out that number because I know he's considered to be a bit on the older side now. Yeah. Um, his work in AAW is fucking <laughs> Um, but uh, kind of a score. Oh, I'm sorry, we didn't even mention his opponent. Like I said, Will said a, a true heavyweight uh, in the game. Uh, Misty, uh, Mr. RD, or RD Evans. I put Edwards here. Oops. Make, makes his makes his way down with Veda on the mic. Um, kind of a squash match. You know, well, he didn't get much. Yeah. You know, I mean, R.D. Evans been training in every combat style. You know, karate, Muay Thai, Krav Maga. Cap, you know, probably all of it. Cap in your ass karate. Cap in your ass karate. You know, but in the end, he hits like a top raid air raid crash thingy for the win. Um, then obviously, Veda gets in the mic, calls out Tomasa, uh, calls out Chomp on Chomp. Uh, Chomp comes out, but he gets kneecapped by Taven. Um, but recovers, but already Evan counts them out and supposedly has a, a count out win against Tommaso Ciampa at this point. So, um, any really notes on the matches that already did put some, some moves on him? So, yeah, but it was a short match. It was, I don't want to say it was nice to see him, but you know, nice to kind of see like they're still moving on with him as a character on screen. So, it's like good for him. Yeah, unless it, another local guy getting a shot. Um, I think they should have signed him more full term. I guess we'll find out if they do or not. But uh, yeah, it's good to see. You know, my boy wrote, you know, Keem Zane, Rohit, whatever you want to call him. So I've always enjoyed him. Um, anytime you see him on a podcast, he's just fucking hilarious. So and a super nice guy. I've had kind of had lunch with him one night time. So name drop. Uh, but Will, another three way. Um, obviously, the other halves of. Uh, wow, the, who knew? Um. I don't know, so it kind of took it a um, less than the sting for me when I when I saw this. But we got ACH uh, versus Caprice Coleman versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, you know, we did get a code of honor in this match too. It seemed like actual legit. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, obviously, you know, um, Kyle O'Reilly does you know his his, his shit ass heel tactics, kind of taking a powder real quick, and then uh, comes in and. Nails Caprice, and they make a big deal about the mouse on his eye. So I don't know if that was just part of the story or if he really connected, you know. His eye was swollen up a little bit, but... Um, but I, I did like, you know, the fast start. Uh, they were doing the, the one-count sweep pin slide-out thingy. Uh, and then Paul Turner sweeps Kyle O'Reilly's legs, gets the one, two, three... Paul Turner, where's the match? Um, actually, as Caprice makes the count, um, I really thought that was funny because it caught me off guard. Like, I was kind of half asleep, and I'm like, wait, and I had to go back and watch it again. I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Um, I thought that was really well done. What was, what was your thoughts on that? Oh, another another solid match. I, I, I am a bit tired of seeing... It's always like some combination of the, like the, the these three teams together. It's like they they really just got to like I'd say they got to move past it, but they really don't have enough teams to blow this division up with. So it's 
some combination of CNC and um oh shoot uh, what's the adrenaline rush adrenaline rush well maybe the, back, the matches are good maybe Alabama slam slash attitude gets some you know um, obviously the young bucks keep diving in and out but um this division needs a bravado brothers will I really thought we were gonna get bravado brothers around here but the bravados the bucks yeah but at one point um ECH and uh, Caprice kept um, slamming Kyle O'Reilly, really overselling it. Thought that was funny. Um, you know, like Caprice stops ACH in a pin. I mean, there's really no stakes here, but a little chippy. Um, Kyle O'Reilly has a. Oh, I'd like the spot where Kyle O'Reilly had a leg lock on Caprice. It's a reverse leg lock, and ACH keeps chopping him, uh, which makes Kyle O'Reilly go deeper into the hold. And eventually he blocks it and uh, gets cut, or ACH and then. Uh, that uh, perfect plex combo thing, and then I still got to hold on to Caprice. Um, that was a lot of fun. Al Riley's really good. But in the end, uh, Caprice hits that leg scissors off the ropes into a bulldog, and both members uh, of CNC Wrestle Factory are victorious. I believe he, yeah, he pinned Kyle O'Reilly. So, you know what that usually means going into a, a next night, Will, so. We knew this wasn't uh, it wasn't like the thing uh, last week where if you you pin the, the the champ there you got the the title shot. Yeah. But they're pushing towards it. I would like to see CNC get an honest to goodness one on one shot of the titles. Hopefully we get it in two weeks. Only before again. But next, uh, we've got Mark Briscoe versus Michael Elgin. Um, another match that I didn't know I needed. Um, and another match that we didn't really get. Um, obviously, these two beat each other up for a bit. Mark goes up top. Uh, Silas, again, comes in with the interference. Uh, but Jay comes flying out of the back. He ain't having a huge brawl breaks out. Uh, Elgin dives on everyone. And basically, Paul, or, uh, Todd Sinclair says, fuck it. Uh, that's it. Pause the match. Um, another match. Hopefully, someday we get Mark Briscoe, Michael Elgin, one on one. Yeah. Uh, Will, any thoughts on this brief match slash fuckery? You know, if Teddy Long was there, he would have said, "Let's restart the match as a tag team match, player." Oh yeah, player, player. It's not another. Another good outing. Kind of refreshing that it didn't end with just Elgin buckle-bombing Mark and getting the win, that it just ends being thrown out because everybody's starting to just pour in and get involved, and he's, the ref's just like, you know what, I'm not dealing with this. Match is over. Yeah. Um, all right, Will, next, and uh, another match here. Uh, that would have been matched in either contender, but let's see, Daniel Richards just, I don't know, I mean, is it because I'm soiled on him as a, a human being a little bit lately? He just seems a little out of it the past couple months, but uh, uh, Roderick Strong versus Davey Richards, um, you know, a chance at, at two world champs. 
you know, former world champs. Um, Great um, match. Um, would you like this better than Lethal Edwards? Yes. Okay. I just something, yeah. Maybe if this game is getting late, it's the second last match, dude. Um, so maybe I get to rewatch it again in the TV in a couple of weeks. But supposedly these two don't like each other. Um, but yeah, this match didn't deploy. Uh, I we were talking about uh, Steve Carino. I really, really like how Carino is not letting go. How Davy Richards almost killed Paul London. Killed a man on that move. No, he didn't. Brings it up like eight times in all the best ways. Fucking loved it. Uh, His character too being like, he's like, I'm a company man. I, you know, whatever the bosses say. And they're like, who's that? He's like, you know who that is. Like, oh, he's a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, the match didn't disappoint. You know, once again, I wish they get a little bit more. Um. You know, a little bit more time, but I, I did really like the, you know, Ronnie would chop it, you know, Davy, Davy kick it back. Um, a lot of fun reversals. I mean, Roddy, Roddy's ground game is a lot better than people uh, give him credit for because in the end, you know, Roderick Strong rolls him up for the pin after some breaks and um, submissions. And after all the bitterness, we get a code of honor. Um, Will, did you see anything funny with the pin? Did I, did I miss something? Or did Davy kick out a two or something? It'll be a curiosity to go back and watch it. I know it seemed really sudden. But I assume that that was on purpose. Yeah. But if, if there was something off with it, maybe. Maybe the cameras just didn't quite catch it. But something to uh, to look forward to for next week. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what matches we get for four on TV. So, um, <clears throat> But uh, like Mark Henry always says, uh, I wonder if Mark Henry still does that. Is that on collision? I have no idea, but it's time for the main event. <laughs> um, which is Adam Cole, uh, freshly off of a wicked concussion, uh, versus Jimmy Jacobs. You know, Jimmy Jacobs, the hometown boy. You know, another Michigan guy. So, let's say Michigan very well represented it in the show. And now uh, we've got yeah, B.J. Whitmer. So the, the, I was saying he's coming to the ring by B.J. Whitmer because Jacobs says that he's um, I'm going to do things, you know, do it right, do things the right way. He's like, but I want you there by my side. Pan over, B.J. Whitmer. Yeah. So, um, you know, the face has has the has the second, a little out of the ordinary here, but Nigel on the call. Um, you know, Adam Cole's come back from a concussion. So, you know, five minutes in the match, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking curb stomp his face into the fucking mat a couple times? That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I did like it when uh, when BJ Whitmer knocked Cole because Adam Cole gets a pin, uh, gets his feet up on the rope, but Whitmer knocks him off, and uh, Nigel no sells it. Trino's like, wait, he just he just touched. He's like, I didn't see him touch it. Um, right? Because did you mention that Steve Carino gave a standing ovation to Adam Cole when he came down to the ring? No, but I'm not surprised in the least. You want to talk about a man crush? You talk about Steve Carino and Adam Cole here. Why Carino's claiming a little more influence over Adam Cole. Saying, like, oh, remember Adam Cole said that he was talking about me. Like, I taught him everything. He's bringing up that Adam Cole is in his wedding or he was in Anna Cole's wedding. Yeah. 
I I did really like I like the ending of this match. Oh, I mean, I knew we we knew that uh, that uh, Jimmy Jacobs probably was not going to win the heavyweight title, but I did like that he busted out the Panama Sunrise to to end the match. Yeah. Um. Well. I don't know why this kind of bothered me because um, 30 seconds earlier, it was awesome. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, probably one of the first people to kick out of the Florida Key, if not maybe the second, I think. Elgin kicked out of it. Uh, well, but it's hard it, to say if he kicked out because he was already kind of like leaning off the shoulder anyway. So it's, uh, like the, it's like he didn't quite come down from the suplex the way he was supposed to. Good. Um you know, which which is a huge pop, but then they pin him later, thirty seconds later. That just kind of took the air out of it for me. But uh, yeah, like I was glad it was the Panama Sunrise. Um, because we saw a couple couple last shots. We saw the Florida Keys, and then he he primed him up for a Panama Sunrise, and the, the Panama Sunrise sealed the deal. And uh, still champ, but there was one spot where Adam Cole brought the belt into the ring. Uh, and then B.J. Whitmer takes says, no, no, no. Uh, but B.J. throws the belt to, to Jacobs. But Jacobs throws it on the ground. So I think he's passing his yeah. test. Because he's fighting to show that he's changed, man. That honor is real. So um, Adam Cole is still your, uh, your Ring of Honor champion. And, uh, Will, the million-dollar question kind of coming out of this match is, is BJ turning on Jacobs or is Jacobs turning on BJ? I mean, I know what the answer is later on, but it, it, for this moment, I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing to have BJ Whitmer just for this one match. Yeah, try to get him a payday, probably. You know, everybody's got a price song, and that just says BJ Whitmer's. All right, well, well, that concludes Pursuit Night One. Uh, we can kind of go over Ring of Honor TV here. You know, uh, episode 114, like I said, which makes sense as this is the 100th episode of Ring of Honor Reverie. Uh, this is on November 23rd, 2013. What was I doing in November? He was back in Idaho. Uh, but uh, the aforementioned... Uh, you know, we do get Zach Gowan versus Matt Taven, but uh, we had talked in pre-production uh, a little bit different feel to these matches because this didn't technically go in chronological order. No, they gave us a little. Uh, they gave us a little post-event magic, restitching it. So it, it wasn't just like it has been, where it's like, oh, here's the first couple matches or this episode of TV, and then the next couple matches will be the next episode of TV. So we might. Not get the entire live event. I don't think we will because I said, I mean, Jacobs and Cole is the main event on TV next week, so I don't think we will. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, no real additional. I mean, it was awesome to see Zach Allen. Um, and they did cut out a lot of uh, Champa's, um, you know, aftermatch shenan shenanigans, but uh, 
you know, hopefully we see Zach Allen once or twice more here in Ring of Honor, so. <laughs> This on the little yellow ball. Um, yeah. Any new uh, any new uh, thoughts on this match, Will? Nope. All right. Uh, but we get a you know quick promo on uh, where we probably got to the triple threat uh, for the battle that is final. Uh, but we also get a Mike Bennett promo here, and uh, it's a Steen um, you know Bennett versus Steen in a stretcher match, which I called last week. Uh, but it sounds like the loserless match can no longer use the pile driver. I mean, it's 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 a curious thing, right? Considering that both of them have other finishing moves that aren't the pile driver, so it's really not the. But again, they're trying to like make a big impact, right? And trying to really be like, here's what's, here's what's what. Yeah. Stretcher man it's supposed to be super serious, super grave. Yeah, so um, that's it. So that was a little added. So we got something a little added on TV, but uh, then the, we get the Jay Briscoe, Silas, you know, Mark um, stuff. Uh, but we do get an ad for Toys for Tots uh, for Ring of Honor. That was nice. And then we got a quick recap of uh, Jimmy Jacobs versus and Whitmer. And uh, the main event versus Culver's next week, so that's kind of nice. And then uh, they showed the Eddie Edwards Jay Lethal, which honestly, like if you're trying to sell event or sell Ring of Honor, that's a good match to put on there. I bet you dollars to donuts we probably get Davy and Roddy next week too. Um, yeah, probably super into it. So I mean, they they switched things around a little bit. It was just like a couple of things, you know, they changed the order. They cut some shenanigans out. They added some promos for some storytelling. Um, a little bit better, quote unquote, road rage episode, Will. I can appreciate this a little more with them trying to gussy it up a bit and make it for, feel more like an episode of TV and not just, hey, thank you for spending your dollars to buy my premium live event. And now I'm going to give it to you for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, it was a nice refreshing change. Um, all in all, I mean, pursuit night one, not bad. Seen worse. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely furthering some storylines here, you know, and, you know, the Champa Taven things continues. Um, there's some other, oh, Silas is involved in one of the main events, you know, the main storylines in TV, so... So I think all we've got right now is so we've got Taven and Champa for the TV belt titles. We've got Dean and Bennett. And then we've got Cole and Jacob so far as we head into final battle, which is under a month away at this point. Yeah. Sorry, right. they'll find some way to fluff up the card. They'll bring out uh, some OVW guys or something. Yeah, so... Um, well, Will, before we train, uh, pull a train here into the Pro Station, uh, not that I don't enjoy um, talking to you for three hours. Um, this has been awesome. I mean, I appreciate you, Will. Um, thankful, and thanks for everyone that's, uh, thanks for everyone that's ever listened, uh, everyone that's ever shared, um, you know, all our high-fives. 
ever have a question, anybody who's yes, given a high five. Yeah. Uh, I will. No, thank I you, will. Tom. You know, this is. I, I am very grateful that Tom picked me to go through this with him. And let's face it, folks, I'm not I'm not a great co-host. You know, every now and then I make Tom laugh. Every now and then I probably make him cry. <laughs> My initial plan was to take notes about this show and then I wound up having to watch the whole thing on like the double speed. So I'm like, oh no, it's ain't happening. I'm watching this on my phone on double speed. Can you watch it on double speed on your... Because you usually watch on your laptop, too, right? It's usually the phone, or I'll, if I've got the time and I'm, I'm at home, I'll throw it on the Xbox. Okay, that's what it is, yeah. Grab it up on the TV. But this was, uh, you know, we're, we're taking, a, a I think, a positive turn. I think... Going into final battle, the product's going to, if it stays this way, it's going to have us primed up to be like, let's see, let's see what we can get in the new year. Yeah, 2014, I think is going to be, you know, once again, it's a little tough because we, we know a few things that are going to happen. Um, the nice thing is I don't know when they're going to happen. Um, so that's good. I'm trying to, you know, kind of refresh my brain. Um you know, I, I think we're going to get some fresh talent here coming in 2014. It seems like Ring of Honor is open to that. Hopefully they can do something with the tag team division. Um, you know, it was nice seeing the Forever Hooligans there for a couple weeks, but, I mean, it's not a permanent solution. Unless, I mean, if, if they were there every week, awesome. I mean, I love Rocky Romero. Dude's a fucking stud in more ways than one. Um, Mad underrated. Yeah. Was was Kozlov a former WWF guy? No. Okay. There, there was a guy named Kozlov. But it's not okay. Not the same guy. Sweet. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, will I mean appreciate this? So we've we've watched the, the Kozlov who was in WWE is now on Impact. Oh. Okay. Beefing with his buddy Santino. I'm so glad that Will Ospreay and Josh and Alexander, most of Josh Matthews, has 96,000 views in two days. That's a good sign, though. As always, thank you. You know, we brought up earlier. Thank you to the wives. Thank you to Visionaries Global Media for hosting the show. Shining Wizards Network for hosting the show. And happy at this point to be a belated 12 years. Shining Wizards. I've listened to not the whole 12, but a good chunk of that. Yeah, I started, uh, yeah, it was ironically enough, June of 19, 2019. It was right when Faith and I both started the jobs we both currently have, actually. Um, unfortunately, it started with a episode that you can no longer hear. Um, and I remember my first Patreon shout out. Um, Matt said some real, like, condescending shit. And I'm like, wait, what? starting to give you money and I'm like you know but then I figure out who Matt was so that's good um yeah I mean the, the countdown begins folks I mean we're at episode 100 and uh you know we're only gonna make it to 520 so we have 420 episodes to go 
Uh-huh. 420, get it, Will. Uh, yeah. That almost doesn't, it doesn't almost sound like enough. Like, it sounds like so much, but not enough at the same time. Yeah, well, we, may have, we may have to pivot, so. Um, but, in, uh, spoiler alert, Will and I are going to do some additional non-Ring of Honor Reverie uh, content, so follow, uh, make sure you're you're following that Visionaries Global f- uh, Media feed. Um, maybe we can get that on the Wizards, too. Um, but, Will, I mean, I know you say I do all the work, but, I mean, you do contribute a lot more than you, you think you do, so. Um, yes, this is my baby, but, I mean, you know, I couldn't do it without you. And if you listen to a couple of episodes I did without you, you'd understand why, so. And make sure you take advantage of the Pro Wrestling Tea sale. Get yourself a Ring of Honor t-shirt or a Mark Order t-shirt or a Shining Wizards t-shirt or yeah. do the any of the Visionary Boys have Pro Wrestling tees? Uh, no? They should. Um, and if Mark, or if they do those, the shirt you got, I'd buy another one. The shirt out. Which uh, which one? Which one's that? You got the gray. You got the gray one. Oh yes, the Mark Order one. I do like the gray. It's very spiffy. The whole reason I bought it was it was gray. Yeah. Or except the the monotony of black T-shirts every day. Yeah, and I look at my closet and I'm like, oh, I only have his black T-shirt. Which is great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, easy to accessorize, but. So, but will um, I have not actually got to hang out with my wife at all yet today, because uh, my dumbass woke up at nine o'clock in the morning to go lift and move chairs. Um, I shouldn't say dumb. I mean, it was it was a nice day. It was nice working on, like a Sunday in November in in the stadium. Um, although the fire department was there, I know they're doing some testing and stuff like that. They're sticking drones up, but for the most part, it was just me. You know, so when you and Brittany, uh, when you and Brittany come visit, hint hint. Um, if it's an off day, I'd love to sneak you guys in the stadium. We can kind of hang out in the park and, you know, hang out. Could we put on the, the sausage costumes and have a race? Put the costumes on. Race? Uh, I don't know. If you can put if you if you want, I'm going to warn you. They fucking smell. That's coming from me. I am not. It'd be worth it. I, I think it would be worth it to, to, to be the, the, the king of sausages. All right. Did you ever post that picture I sent you about the sausages on the Twitter like you said you were going to? I did. I did tweet it at her, and um, I got a couple likes, but it did not take off. Mm. It's all right. Can't win them all. Yeah. But, yeah, support independent content creators, whether it's a podcast, it's a comic book. Um, you know, Will's got authors, musicians. Um, you know, we've got our little niche here, but support, any, you know, any local that you can. You know, let's say I just... I bought a CD for my buddy Dan, his band, uh, Taco Tuesday. Um, I just uh, hit them up. Hopefully, we're going to get a, a theme song. But uh, Or if anyone else, you know, I, I do have three other podcasts. Um, or Will, if you know anybody, just, you know, we'll pay them. We'll pay you. You know. So, but Will, I'm going to hit the stop recording button. But you got anything else? Folks, please do not put a rye egg in your mashed potatoes. You cook them, Will. Obviously, you don't. That's why you don't get to cook the mashed potatoes no more. Yeah, that's true. So I forgot about that. So I've been scolded. So, all right, everybody, enjoy the enjoy the holiday. Uh, whatever holiday you may be celebrating. Obviously, this podcast does go international uh, to all of our people not in the United States. 
uh, just enjoy the week, you know? So, um, talk to everybody later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.